Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a piano key, and I love films. As Alexander the Great once said... Oh, most miserable wretch that I am. Why have I not learnt how to swim? Why have I never got round to watching The Godfather Part 2? Damn my schedule. Yeah, it's hard for all of us, the great and not so great. Thanks for sharing, Alexander. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, January Jones, Ricky Gervais, Catherine Ryan and even Ed McMuffin Gamble. But this week... My special guest is the brilliant comedian, Sophie Duker. Announcement! Birmingham people. People who live in Birmingham, people who like to travel to Birmingham. On the 29th of March, Sunday, 2pm, I'll be doing a live show with the brilliant, hilarious Sarah Kendall. Get your tickets on a website somewhere and we'll see you there. Also, if you do enjoy the podcast you want to support it, get more content, come to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get extra guest questions and, most of all, every guest now tells a secret in the Patreon section. Oh, you don't want to miss it. They're all good. This week there's a good 15 minutes extra with Sophie. You do not want to miss it. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Sophie Duker. Sophie Duker is a fantastic comedian who has appeared on Mock the Week, 8 Out of 10 Cats and Frankie Boyle's New World Order, amongst many others. If you've never seen her live, you really should. She's effing brilliant and she is also a brilliant person and she's also really good fun and this was one of my favourite episodes to do. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 87 of Films to be Buried with. Hello! Hi, Brett! Hello, and welcome to Films to be Buried With. This is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by someone who jumps in before they've been introduced. I'm joined by an actor, a writer, a performer, a award-nominated comedian, and one of the brightest stars shining today on the stage and screen of comedy, and others, if she so wishes. Please welcome to the show, the brilliant Sophie Duca. Oh, my God, that is amazing. Yes, she is. Having that little list and then you applaud me is all I wanted from today. Well, now it's done. Time for bed. How are you? I'm well. I'm, I'm physically, physically, physically fit. I've had 1.5 bananas today. When did you have a half? Oh, just now. I just had a half a banana. You, you, you can see I it. I can see the other half, half yeah. Banana. Uh, I had another banana this morning. Yeah, full banana this morning. F- full banana. But yeah. It was an, not an old banana, but a, a banana that had seen the inside of my bag. Right. So it was Yeah, bruised. that's a bad banana, isn't it? It was remarkably, it had a lot of integrity. <laughs> I thought it'd be mushy and I'd have to like do little bites of the white bits. I think a banana, it's a very small window when the banana's good fun. Do you know what I mean? I I used to be a fruit racist, and I've yeah. I now eat fruit a bit of it, no matter what condition it is in, basically. Right. Okay. So like it, like pears are the classic ones because pears you don't mind if they're a bit beaten up, mm. they're a bit like weather beaten. They're like um. Yeah, they take it well. Yeah, they take it well. But I just I'll just eat any fruit. I'll have a bite of any fruit, and then 
leave leave the rest. Right. I think a banana, you've got a day. There's a good day. No. That's, you, they're not like avocados. Sorry, not to bang the furniture. They're not like avocados. No, they're nothing like bananas avocados. Have, bananas have Listen. different phases. You're like, you're being like Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio yes. being like, there's a season of a woman or a banana's <laughs> life in which I will, in which Bananas is, are a lot like so you've the, got a, day a, a woman, yeah. Between the ages of 25, <laughs> 25 and three days, 24, five and four days. Uh, and that's when the woman's right. But no, there yeah. are phases. So a banana starts off and it's like, the first time you can eat a banana is when mm. it's pretty green and it's yeah. almost a bit like tacky. Yeah. But it's, it's not great, but it's got, it's, it's got its own kind of challenges. Yeah. It's immature, but it's like, yeah, it's a banana. It's very firm. And some people like... It's firm. not ready. It's not ready. It's, it's come out, you've, you've put it on stage. It's not ready, but it's going to learn quickly. It's going to learn quickly because almost immediately, then it's like yellow, firm mm-hmm. banana. Mm-hmm. Yellow firm banana. It like it's you can mm. sling it around, look, pretend it's a boomerang. It's yeah. very pliable. I think that's probably your favorite. That's my favorite. Yellow firm banana. Come of age. But then, oh, like maybe it's getting a little bit, uh, like a little bit of the brown spots on mm. it show its maturity, and it's soft inside. Yeah. It's learned empathy. Yeah, it's sort of breaking apart. It's, it's got, got kinder. It's got maybe those little tri- like the stretch marks of the banana, yeah. the little little bits that you can peel off mm-hmm. because they are a bit weird. Then, oh, yeah, banana bread time. Ah. When they're brown. Okay. When they're brown and they're sweet. Also, maybe ice cream, vegan ice cream. You know, when, are you vegan? I, I occasionally am. So you know how vegan ice creams? Yeah. They are... Full um, of no joy, yes. They're not ice cream. No. Like anything vegan where they're like, vegan, it's yeah. lasagna. It's like, that's not... <laughs> don't. <laughs> they could just call it joyless lasagna. Joyless lasagna. <laughs> but it's just not one. Don't be like, this is a... Yeah. This is a I dog, had a vegan but... pizza. It was, I had a disgusting. Did you go get it from Franco Manca? I got it from uh, the shop from Sainsbury's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like cauliflower base. Listen, I enjoyed it very much. It felt like I wasn't having any carbs because I don't think I was. <laughs> but it looked like a pizza, but in no way did it taste like a pizza. But I think you're trying to trick your brain because you go, I'm holding a slice of. I think that makes it inadequate though, because you're mm. like, I know what pizza tastes like. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. What you should do that is use it to fool people who've never had pizza and be like, here's your vegan pizza. And people are like, hmm, pizza is hard work. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't like pizza. Um, Sophie Duca. Yeah. Edinburgh (laughs) nominee. Thank you. First year out out the gate. Pow! Pow, kick down that gate. Listen, this isn't about me, it's about you, but let's just say who... Wrote an article about upcoming acts in Edinburgh and said, I think Sophie Duke is going to get nominated. I Can be- you name that person? Uh, I believe their name began with a B, like for banana, but also. B for, for banana, Brett. Brett. Yeah, banana, Brett. I, it was you. You said I was going to get nominated. I called it. You did call it. You didn't put money on it, though. Did you? Or did I? No, no one put money on it. Although someone was like, is anyone taking bets on who's going to win? Mm. Um. And posted it publicly on Facebook, which I thought... Yeah, that was bad. Bad move. Yeah, that was me. Uh, no, uh, anyway, how was that? Being nominated. Yeah, it's just uh, an honour, isn't it? It's just an honour to be nominated. Um, it was It was actually yeah. like a real big relief. Yeah. Thank God they saw sense and nominated me. I think... <laughs> no, because comedy's so hard it's and you're like... Hard. You're all the time, you're like, am I making the right decision? Am I spunking money in the right place? And like, mm. with the with the nomination, at least you're like, enough people thought it wasn't total shit to give me this. So no one can be like, you made a completely shit show. Yeah. Even if they don't like you, they have to be like, you're consistent enough or interesting mm. enough that some people thought mm. it was all right. Obviously, loads of great shows still get nominated. But like, it's just the thing, like, you've been doing something. It's not like... You know, you do a joke, it disappears, goes yeah. where jokes go after you tell them. It means it's, you exist. It means I exist. So I was like, thank God I exist. Yeah. Um, at least within the limits of my own delusional universe, I exist. Yeah. I validate myself. Um, and then it was like quite a lot of pressure. Yes. Was that week when you were nominated and then people were coming, were they really hard gigs? I think they were. I think I was all right, but I, I asked my director, I was like, oh, so does that mean the judges are going to be coming back in to, like, yeah. watch the show? And she was like, oh, no, 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 they just, like, sort of talk about it for a week and then oh, really? and then don't don't come back in. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I went into the show and there were, like, five people with notebooks that had seen the oh, show before. Shit. And I was like, there's full of judges. And she was like, of course there was. What, what do you think was going to happen? And I was like, okay. Because I'm a person that doesn't like to know when people are reviewing it yeah. or anything. So she was just like... Oh, she lied. She lied to me. 
That's good directing. It's good directing, but I mean, if I'm just like, but then I, yeah, I got immediately found out because they're all just sitting there with their notebooks out. I'm like, this is a weird school group with a 50-year-old man. Um, I don't know. You don't really know what it means. You're just sort of, uh, Mm. I'm doing a wobbly motion of my body. You're just sort of getting through it. You're at the end of the fringe. You're just like, the shows still have to be good? (laughs) Why? Yeah. It's boring by the end, isn't it? Your show. I'm not your show. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you, know. you wouldn't, because you're not seeing my show. No. Uh, but it is boring by the end. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the main themes. The last five minutes. Uh, the last minutes of me like, this is, should we stop? We didn't need these last five minutes. We didn't need it. I think it, I think what it gets is more, when it's like a new, fresh baby show, you're like, yeah. it's an ugly baby, but it's my ugly baby. I and I it. can show it off to people like, look at my ugly baby. Yeah. But then... I think this happens with parents as well. Mm. As your baby gets older and you're like, here's the thing it can do, you realise the bits where your baby is lacking and it's sort of a bit embarrassing. You don't have time to teach it to like wear a bit of concealer, cover up that birth. You can't get it better. You just have to keep showing it to people and you can see all the joins and the the flaws or the bits with it. And it's fun to do the fun Mm. bits, but you're just like... I need a new baby to make me happy. I think the banana thing, the four stages of banana are the four weeks of Edinburgh. And my my <gasps> best week is always the second week. Yeah, when it's not green and tacky. It's not green it's and tacky. I'm, it's firm. I'm confident in it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm excited that, that it's happening. People are coming. And then after that, I'm like, oh, it's starting to get bruised. It's starting to yeah, look tired. Yeah, it's starting to get bruised. You're tired. You're not. And by the end, it's like, how? why is this even on the table? <laughs> even being made available to people yeah some people still eat it they'll eat yeah. anything some people will buy this shit yeah if Look you mash it. it up into ice cream no one will know yeah exactly. <laughs> it really is last week it's just vegan ice cream pizza yeah vegan ice cream pizza anyway congratulations i was saying yeah i'm doing you. it again after the after the fringe so people will be having that yeah. mushed up yeah nonsense. it will be right but it will be refreshed it'll be put in the freezer for a bit right mm. oh sophie yeah Oh, no. No. I've forgotten to tell you something. What? Oh, shit. Fuck, I should have told you this when you got here. Oh, I'm such a donut. Ah. Oh, I'll just have to tell you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'll tell you. <coughs> You've died. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I, so sorry. That, I, I feel I feel like I knew that when I could only get through half the banana. You feel dead, yeah. Yeah, I feel dead. How? Why did you die? What happened? I think I ate some bad fruit. I think that sometimes <laughs> I make weird, like, sort of calculations based on my own. I'm not a doctor yeah. or a, a fruit doctor, but I just sometimes eat fruit mm. regardless of, like, physical size. Oh, I say you'll try a bite of any, yeah. whatever state. I'll bite anything and I think I might have had some bad fruit. <laughs> Do you know what it was? What was that? No, you Oh, t- no, the bad fruit. <laughs> you're like, what? Um, that was acting. I, you're such a good actor. Thank you. I can't get over it. Um, I think I ate, you know when a banana's got a brown spot mm-hmm. and anyone in their right mind would be like, yeah. I'm not going to eat that. Mm-hmm. I think I flew too close to the sun. I thought, once you, it's in my mouth. You thought we're all God's creatures, well, even the brown bit. Yeah. And you very natural it. for me to think that because I am myself brown. <laughs> I was like, it's gonna, it's gonna become brown inside me. I don't know. This is very existential. I was like, I don't. I'm not gonna be a fruit racist. I'm gonna eat this brown bit. What happened? What was it then? That... What was it? Yeah, was it the coronavirus in the banana? In the banana, a banana that had somehow contracted the coronavirus. It was. <laughs> was it? Had it been on a cruise? I think. I think it had been on a cruise. Oh, it was a banana. A cruise it was a cruise banana. banana. And but cruises are full of sickness. Yeah. It's like a, it's a floating petri dish. Yeah. Of old people. Mm. An infection. I think I got an undisclosed old lady disease from right. a brown banana. Did it did it kill you quickly or, or slowly? Do you see how long it took me to work out what the opposite of quickly was? Yeah, quickly or <laughs> slowly. Okay. I think I gradually slipped away. So yeah. much so I didn't realise it was happening. Oh, right. Like different faculties sort of fading. Okay. Like yeah. a pop song that doesn't have an ending. It just fades out. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. I like And then it. the music had stopped, but I was... Still walking until you collapsed still, in the street. Yeah. On autopilot. Do you worry about death? No. I worry about living but horribly maimed. This is possibly the best way I could go with my perfect body intact. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do I fear death? 
fibbing like Bill Nye in Pirates of the Caribbean. Can you do it in his voice? Uh, I don't think. Do you fear death? I don't. There you go. Really good. Do you fear? Do you fear death? Do you fear? He's got lots of mm. sort of sea worms. Do you fear yeah. death? I can't remember. Do you fear? De- <laughs> do I? Yeah. <laughs> do, do I? You, do you fear death? Only when I'm del- when I'm doing reckless things. I don't eat, eat a banana was reckless, mm. and I I stand by it. Okay, despite it killing you. Despite it killing no me. regrets. No. Do you think there's an afterlife? Mm, yes. What? Uh, how do you see it? Um, well, that's your first mistake because you don't have any eyes anymore. So I think. Oh, you think your the state you were in when you died is what you're going to the afterlife in? Is it? What I think, I so I think the afterlife is like is like being a sort of like formless ball of sentience. Okay. And then you only like access like physicality mm-hmm. through hypotheticals. So it's like you're imagine you're unless you're consciously imagining yourself as physical. Yeah. You won't exist as that. And I think there are new colors in the afterlife. Wow. New colours. Mm. So you're like, you can't even picture it. Because you can't picture not, it. You're just, I just imagine like a sort like of Like a vapour. Yeah, a vapour. You're a vapour. And you go, I wonder what it would be like to be a dog. And then whoosh, you're a dog for a minute. Yeah, you're a dog. And then you go, enough of that. Whoosh, back to a vapour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wonder what it would be like to be the president. Whoosh. Yeah, yeah. And then you vapour again. And you're doing that forever. Is, is what we are right now just our vapour having an experiment? Oh, like, I wonder what I it would be that, like to be an award-nominated like comedian. If, it, if this is, then, like, part of our consciousness is, like, cut off to us. Like in, um, I don't know if you've seen The Worst Black Mirror, the one with Miley Cyrus. No, I have not seen that one. So she plays a pop star right. who's effectively lobotomised, but she can't use all the parts of her brain. Mm-hmm. I think our consciousness is lobotomised while we're alive. Wow. Which is why that we can't escape this hypothetical projection so you had a corporate. go, you were like, I wonder what it would be like to be an award-nominated comedian. And then someone cut the string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. couldn't come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cut, it's frozen. You're stuck here. It's frozen. But I mean, like, it's just in time. Mm. Like, I have to play out this hypothetical. Yeah. But you're, are you, did you choose for it to be frozen in time? As in, did you go, I'd like to live the whole life of this? Or just a moment, but you got stuck here? I mean, I guess I don't know if I'm stuck because I am the hypothetical. I exist mm. at the end of this timeline, at the beginning of this timeline. Yeah. So, I mean, you could dip it. I mean, I might be dipping in mm. from my vapour, but I, it, the, it, the reality is that I have to have been born. Yeah. I have to have, you know, eat loads of bananas in my time, developed yeah. a philosophy about them, got really Get hot and woke, and then <laughs> I do at some point have to die. I mean, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. God, it's fascinating. So what I always think is... Well, not always. I've just thought this now. Rarely do. The vapor goes. I'd like to be Sophie Duker's life. See what that's like. Have I, as your sentient friend of mm-hmm. consciousness, vapor gone? I've written a sort of program. Do you want to have a go? And then you step into Sophie Duker's life. But how much of this has been pre-written? That you're experiencing it all, but the you know the roadblocks have been set. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm experiencing it all, but I think I think I think we both know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because you, we planned it. You and your vapor mates planned it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if you think that you're a fully sentient being and not just a <laughs> not just a hypothetical of my projection, I think it's quite arrogant for you of you to think that you're a separate. No, I think you've imagined me. Yeah, but I but I'm part of the programming, uh-huh. and in vapor world, yeah. Maybe there are other people, and I might be one of them. Or, you know, I'm a. I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You might I've be gone, in vapor world. You might be in vapor world. And I've gone. Oh, I've written a new story. Do you want to live it? Yeah. And then you. And I've been like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's likely what's yeah. happened. Well, good news. There is an afterlife. Yes. And you can be whatever you want in it. There's lots of screening rooms there. Okay. But like perfect screening rooms, really good sound. Mm. Good seats. Not too comfortable. You won't so fall asleep in them. No, mm-hmm. no. Upright, actually. They're very upright. Some would call them torture chairs. <laughs> okay. But they keep you awake for the film. Everyone's obsessed with films there. All they want to know about is your life through film. First thing they ask you, what's the first film you remember seeing? I think the first film that I remember seeing, yeah. which I have not rewatched recently, yeah. which is apparently something you should not do, is Mrs. Doubtfire. 
Okay, yes. Now, do you remember the circumstances of seeing it? Do I remember the first... Did you see it at the cinema or at home? I think I saw it at home. Where was we that? We had... Oh, so it came out in 95, I think? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. It came out in the early 90s. Yeah. I think I saw it at home on a VCR. I remember watching it a lot. Where it's the first one I remember watching. I lived in London. I lived in... I lived in Golders Green. Yeah. Maybe in like Swiss, Swiss Cottage Road. Okay. I moved. I moved in two houses. I used to walk between them. Because of your mum and dad? My No. So we lived in a house on a street and then we moved to a house on literally the next street. Yeah. And then like when I was little, I used to be like, I'm going walk about. So I'd just... You'd go back to the old house? I'd just go. I was I was baking a run for it. <laughs> um, my parents weren't doubt fired at the right. time. They are now? They are doubt. I mean, my, my, my dad's never stalked my... Mum. Dressed as a... Dressed as a housekeeper. Scottish housekeeper. Just a Scottish housekeeper. Right. But um, other than that, the story is identical. other than that, it's, it's an identical tale. <laughs> he had a whole zoo in the house. Right. No, by zoo in, the, zoo in the house is a metaphor for an affair. He had an affair. Um, <laughs> zoo in the house. <laughs> One zoo. One zoo. Right. Outside the house. Okay. A secret zoo. Yeah, where he would keep women... And have sex with them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just the one woman. Okay. Uh, but she was kept in the zoo. <laughs> she it? was kept in a zoo. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's what he did. Uh, do you have brothers and sisters? I do have brothers and sisters. I've got one younger brother. His name is Chenning. i got two half-brothers. Whose name? names are Luke and Jake. Okay. But maybe, I don't know if I should say their names. But yeah, why not? Why I not? don't know. I don't know. Unless you're going to say terrible things about them. No, they're great. Okay. They're really great. So you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. Of technically four. Technically four kids. Did you watch this with Cheng? I think Cheng wouldn't have been... I don't think he'd have appreciated it. I think I was more like jamming with the adults. Right, right. Being like, we get this. Yeah. We, we're all about this. Yeah. We love this shit. I don't have any memory. It's not a film that I remember watching with my brother. Okay. Like, the films I watched around that time, like Casper, The Friendly Ghost. Loved that film. Matilda. It was all very me-centric. Right. But good films. Good films. Yeah. Did it make you want to make films? When I was little? Yeah. Did you always want to do comedy? No, I didn't. What did you want to do? I wanted to be um, a vet, obviously. Because of the Have a zoo in the house. (laughs) I wanted to... Oh, I think I wanted to be a vet. Did I want to be an actress? I think I did mm. for a while. I was like, oh, I want to be an actress. I want to be like all the, I wanted to be like all the kids that just get to be on set and do stuff. There mm. were so many kids doing cool shit, like Macaulay Culkin, yeah. like Richie Rich. I was like, I want that. I was like, yeah. basically you get driven around in a car, like fucking Lindsay Lohan. Like I wanted to be one mm. of those like American kids who were just like, whoa, all the yeah. time. You've yeah. known two, two child actors who both turned out very well. Yeah, they, they did good. They did good. Uh, what is the film that made you cry the most? Do you cry a lot? No. Hmm. I mean, you're like, well, I know different. <laughs> um, crying over that banana. Um, I don't feel like I cry a lot. I found this one really hard to think of. Mm. I think that the film that I cry the most at, I probably have repressed and I will realise at some point... I've been racking my brain. I don't like being uh, vulnerable. Um, I uh, 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> being vulnerable is yeah. bad. You should yeah. repress. And also... Push that shit down. Keep it down. Yeah. Puddle it up. Um, also, my mum has a thing where she's got too much empathy, so she watches someone get like a cut in a film and mm. they're like, ow, my finger. And she's like, oh. Like she hates the blood yeah. and the gore and stuff, but I'll just watch it with a stony face like this is. Um, cut them again. <laughs> I want to see his insides. <laughs> but the film yeah. that made me cry the most, and this is a bit heavy for right at the top, but it's probably mm. true, mm. was 12 Years a Slave. Not necessarily because of like the whipping and beatings, which I loved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not because of the fun bits. Not because of, of the fun bits. I think I cried a lot at the end of 12 Years a Slave because, and mm. I know that it doesn't matter now that I'm vapor in the afterlife, mm. uh, and also that the listeners can't see this, but I am black. Right. So black. Uh, right. And um, I watched it, and I feel like it's, I feel like it is torture porn. 
yes. as a film. And I remember feeling like a lot of shame in the cinema watching it. I was just like, I feel like the, the sort of shame and degradation that's inflicted on black bodies in those films mm. is just kind of sort of so overwhelmingly depressing. Yeah. And I just cried. Can I ask what you mean by shame? As in, you felt personal shame, or you felt like shame on this film, on the filmmaker? Like, what, no, what do you mean? No, I felt like, you know, if someone's like, say you're at school mm-hmm. and you got shit shoes, okay. but you wear a long skirt, yeah. you wear a long kilt thing, and like you cover up your shoes. You're and, describing my school days. Yeah, yeah, you're wearing a big long kilt, you're covering up your shoes, yeah. you're like, I can get on without my shoes. Mm-hmm. These shoes are gross, they're covered in hair, they're wet, they smell bad, they look bad, they're not fashionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, your teacher sees you stumble on the steps because your kilt is like long and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When you're like stumbling out of class, you stumble and they see your shoes. Yeah. And then they're like, look at, they, 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 they call an assembly for everyone. And they're like, look at Brett and like they lift up Brett's skirt kilt sorry yeah. you're a man lift up your kilt yeah and your shoes are just on display for everyone to see and everyone can see how ugly your shoes are and how much they're hurting your feet and like mm. how your feet are all gnarled and bleeding underneath them and it's just this like shame of the pain that you've been going through yeah like every day at school that no one knew about so and does- the yeah. Does this feed into the thing of not wanting to be vulnerable? Is that that twelve years a slave is about a, a period of history uh, of great vulnerability? It's like going look at the past where yeah you weren't in control or weren't. Uh, I think it is about a kind of. I mean, yeah, slavery is kind of like a lack of agency. I did make a joke about mm. twelve years a slave later in my stand up uh, about how I thought it was a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, Michael yeah. Fassbender's sexy. Yeah. Um, which it kind of is, yeah. in a way. Like, two people from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's bang into her. He's really into her. Yeah. yeah but, like, there's all these obstacles stopping them getting together. Yeah, and like, like... Like slavery and whatnot. And <laughs> slavery. And his, like, wife is like, why are you fucking that slave? Married. Yeah, yeah. his wife is mean. Yeah, but she has this, like, inexplicable job. Which yeah. Just, yeah, his wife's mean, but, like... They come together. I mean, it's not a rom-com. Yeah, I think it's just, it's sometimes very hard to see black pain depicted constantly. Almost every time I see Torture Born, the, mm. one, the one thing, which is not a film, that I feel like this was a, a, there was a row about, it was Orange is the New Black, which is like the torture in it was inflicted mainly on women of colour oh, in right, that space. Okay. Just like guards being okay. really sadistic and I'm like that sort of thing. It, okay. So I feel like a lot of stuff where it's like a story of, like I feel mm. like I will see myself I will go through the experience of it yeah well that makes yeah. sense I've also seen literal torture porn I think based on slavery oh yes yeah you talk about that a little, yeah I talk about that a little bit I yeah. don't talk about the torture porn in my show because I think it's too much but um I do talk about porn and power and black women and stuff mm. when I saw 12 years slave I think what I like well I guess because I didn't know so much about that history Mm-hmm. Hands up. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, what it did make me think is, oh, America is fucked. <laughs> like, if this is the foundation yeah. of America, it's fucked. Like, I, I sort of, I think that's why I liked it. I sort of, because it put in context the mm. founding of America. And you go, you've had a hundred years of this. How the f- No wonder everything's fucked. Yeah, it's real fucked. It's fucked. There's a book they should make into a film called... Homecoming, homegoing, which is really like yeah. the like the history of slavery, but like a very American context. It's fucking great. I'm just like I cannot wait for this to be a film. It's like a generational thing, but mm. it, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Interesting. Thank that you. made you cry, that made me cry. Yeah, but yeah, but that that's was probably the last another time answer. I'm pressing. You locked it up. After that, you were like, no more tears, no Stephen more tears. I mean, yeah, I don't think. Oh, I'm trying to get to a repressed, a repressed sobber, a blubber, but I just don't think I've cried. Do you get scared? Yeah. Do you like being scared? Yeah. 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 What's the yeah. film that scared you the most? Um, Paranormal Activity. Yes yes yes, yes. 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 Love it so much. Huge fan of the franchise. Oh, I haven't seen the sequels. Not bad. 
Oh god, not that's bad. that surprising. Whenever someone's like, not bad, you're like, this is yeah, this is an amazing franchise. I saw it in a cinema in Oxford where I was living at the time, uh, in an independent cinema which might no longer exist. In the cinema, they mm. played no trailers for any other film. Nothing happened. The film just started. It was sort of a dark room, and then the film started. And I watched it with my best friend. And after the film, we went back to our house, and I locked myself in my room. Right. Because I was so scared. What on earth in Paranormal Activity made you think you were safe to lock yourself in the room? <laughs> I would be like, don't go in a bedroom, and don't go in with a partner. <laughs> I didn't go in with a partner, but I could okay. hear her moving in her room. <sighs> like, sort of like, I was like, no, this is absolutely terrible. I was so scared so scared just that bit where it's like the sped up footage Mm. and then she just suddenly sits or stands is it she stands she just stands looking over the bed and she's just rocking it's terrifying it's horrible (laughs) it's so nasty I don't like it at all I really dislike it Mm. Um, but I love it it was so scary oh my god wow I'm scared thinking about it and it was I don't know what I'm scared of I think it's, I, oh, and it's weird because it is like, a, it's, it's like a ghosty. Normally what scares me is like, well, people are fucked up and you can't predict what's going on with them. Oh, uh, really? You're not, not usually scared by a ghosty? I love a ghosty. Ghosty is all right. I, I, I film that, I guess, I mean, it was because I was a stupid child, like mm. the others. Love the others. But it's just Nicole Kidman being... Scared. Scared. And I'm just like, when a white woman's scared, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, what are you doing? Your children, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was scary. What's the hole? I think the hole was the first. It's not a horror film. It's a thriller. It's got young Keira Knightley in it. She flashes her tears. My friend Daniel Brocklebank is in that film. Really? Yeah, the hole. Oh, I thought you wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, I know it. It's a very, uh, yeah, very young, like second film she did. Oh, Keira right. Knightley. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Tits in it. Uh, Who? Keira's? Yeah. Is it? Really briefly, when they're in the hole. She's like, hey, what? boy. And then, like, lifts up her top. And, um, What's her name that plays? Is it Thora, Thora Birch? Birch? It is Thora Birch. It's all like... Oh, well, she that's it. She's got better tits, but she isn't flashing. This is a huge coup for films to be buried with. <laughs> <laughs> for any of the listeners who get annoyed by people holding back on their sexiest questions, shout out to Kira Knightley Shout out to Kira Knightley's t- Yeah, to Kira Knightley in, in the, the hole. hole. Doesn't show a hole, <laughs> just a tits. Um, ah, she... She slashes her tits. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did you just cough to make it sound like your cough was a phone ringing? <laughs> <laughs> I just covered it. <clears throat> oh my god! We, we, we need to race. We through? need to. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I don't want to rush it because I'm really enjoying this. So just let me know if I need. Just paranormal activity. Paranormal activity absolutely Scariest scared me shit. the most. Yeah, brilliant. Film. Because I shouldn't have been scared. I wasn't a child. I've watched horror films before. I just was freaked out about it and settled yeah. me for ages. Yeah. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Uh, what's a film that people don't like? Critics don't like it. It's not generally well received, but you love it. I think the film yeah. is Rent. Yes, seen it's it. So great! You've seen Rent, of course. Okay. I have. Amazing. <laughs> I've not seen it ever performed. Um, there right. was once Denise no, Van Outen was going film. to do a Rent remixed in the West End, and I was like, I'm not going to insult myself by watching this version of it right. it wasn't like the proper show oh. and I think Denise spread out was the central part so I was like I'm not gonna 
Uh, I cannot come with you on this journey. I love Denise Van Oh, wow. Okay. She's very talented and a very good singer. It's not about... I just... I, okay, I did not... I did research at the time. Yeah. I was just like, it seemed to be built around... I was like, it's not the story of Ren. It's the story of Denise Van Yeah. I, if, if there's any way to improve Ren... You're like, this <laughs> is... This is... Well, I mean, maybe you bought all the tickets. Make it the story of Denise Van Okay. <laughs> but the film Ren... Yeah. Oh, what a joy. I mean, it's, I don't, it's just so amazing. There is a character called Mark in mm. Rent. I don't know what he's like in the stage thing, but in on the screen, like musicals on screen, I think, is also something that can be very weird. Mm-hmm. He's just really like, you are such a person who is not a protagonist in this film or this narrative, really giving it, I'm giving it your all. I love it. It's like really, he's really, I think quite some of them, some of it's quite, like realistic, but he's in this sort of twisted mind, like journey throughout the film, where it's it's oh my god, it's a delight. Is he the cool guy? He's the cool he's guy. He's not Roger. Roger is oh Roger. Okay, Roger's so Mark cool is like a kind of uh, Mark is a filmmaker. Yeah. So it's like a film about film, and at the end of it, they put on the film yeah. that he's made. They put on the film that he's made. No, but they don't put on the film that he's made. We've just realised that someone isn't dying of AIDS, and he's mm. like, you know, what, I'm going to go flick on. It's going to be a moment to start the projector up. Yeah. No one's asked for the film. Roger's played his song, so he's like, well, I've been making a film this entire film. Oh, goes the film. <laughs> Take your friend to a hospital. Don't play a film, but he does no, it. Now's the time for. And he's film. also. I mean, it's quite. It interrogates like he's always like he's filming like the homeless person. I think this is him. Yeah, that's a right. He's and she's making... like, "Hey, arts, you got a dollar or you got a quarter?" And he doesn't have any money. He just mm. wants to film this black woman's pain. Yeah. And then um, he doesn't have a quarter, and he's like, "Sorry, that's him." Sort of learning. Don't don't do that. Maybe. <laughs> And at the end, he flicks on the film and it's a montage of Denise Van Outen on Big Breakfast. <laughs> just Denise Van Outen. It is nuts how she makes her way into every version of Red. Every bit of Red. Uh, uh, Rosario yes. Dawson also in it. Very hot. Very hot. Very hot. Adina Menzel. <gasps> Before she was Adele Dezine. That yeah. was back in the day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the first time she, she was on the screen. Mouth. Yeah, and Ty Diggs, her husband. Yes. Fit. Fit. It's just the fit cast. Mm, fit um, cast. Who else? Uh, Roger, who plays Roger is, I don't, I mean, I don't know. No. Uh, Joanne. I watched this film before I was like, oh, I'm queer. And it's mm. just in, it was just interesting that also I think possibly in Rent, my first experience of like, explicit experience of like a trans or non-binary character. Right. Where that also wasn't like the focus or the story. Yeah, yeah. Angel is just... She was like, and they're like, oh, and like, I saw Angel and the Angel was there and she looked good. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, <coughs> what a film. Uh, and you know, that is the musical they are spoofing in Team America when yeah. they go, hey, well, everyone has AIDS. I saw that before I saw Ren. <laughs> and I was, when I watched Ren, I was like, this feels. <laughs> this feels familiar. I've seen this down in under a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. Funnier. Yeah, no, that's cool. Rent is not um, a particularly well-received film, but it's been fun. And what is the film that you used to love? You loved it, and then you watched it recently, and you've gone, oh, no, I do not feel the same way anymore. Okay. I've changed. The film's changed. Something's changed. There are so many Probably answers for you. this. Go on. I used to love mm-hmm. a little bit of The Nutty Professor. <laughs> hey, me too. Yeah. Love the night hey. professor. We're talking Eddie Murphy. We're talking Eddie Murphy. We're talking a fat Mr. suit. Mr. Clump. We're talking, oh my God, Sherman funny. Clump. Funny. It's funny. <laughs> it is. Are you like, this is a film that holds up. Can you tell me a film that does not? Well, I know why it's it's problematic, but I also think there's lots of it that is still it's still really good. funny. Wouldn't it be sharpened? It would be shopping. <laughs> He's like, women do like to shop, or whatever he says. Yeah. They do like to shop. Yeah. We love to shop. I've not met one who didn't. Have you seen me in the fruit aisle? Banana, banana, banana. Mm. Don't care what but, state it's in. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. I'll buy it all because I love to shop. <laughs> um, but there's so many films like that. Like, sh- I really like Shallow Hell. Ugh. Mm. I've got the fat suit. The fat, I think the fat suit things. I don't think it's okay, specifically so your, that. Your, your issue is... Until quite recently, comedies used to be about fat people. I think it's just this kind of like gross out extreme. Yeah. But I mean, like when Dave Chappelle's playing 
that comedian. Yes. I mean, like the cult of like extreme grotesqueness. And I think, but is it, it, yeah, comedy used to be grotesque. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. But also, I do think the Night Professor. There's an argument that it sort of has its cake and eats it, if I may, <laughs> in that there's an awful lot of fat jokes, but. Dave Chappelle is the bad guy in it. Like, there's good... He does a mm-hmm. load of fat jokes, but he's a, he's the villain. He's mm-hmm. being... You're not meant to be on his side. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Eddie Murphy is the sympathetic, vulnerable character. Like, there's... It sort of does both. It, it sort of goes, of... laugh at a fat man, but don't laugh at fat people. Yeah. Like, it's sort of... Yeah. I'm not saying... I'm not excusing it. Also... I'm at least saying it he doesn't, covers a base. I'd forgotten a lot of the plot. He doesn't actually get with the, like, hot girl at the end. They have, like, a, a healthy working relationship. Yeah. I can't remember if she was his student, which is also, like, mm. not a big film about that. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the end, they just sort of respect each other. Lo- yeah, he learns to love his, his self, his fat self. Yeah. So maybe Night Prefers is fucking brilliant. It's a template <laughs> for our times. <laughs> Shadow Howe is the one that um, fundamentally doesn't make any sense <laughs> because the point of the film is looks don't matter. But for the film itself to express itself to us as an audience, it casts Gwyneth Paltrow as a fat person. But it doesn't make sense because the film is saying there is no such thing as beauty and you can be whatever you want. But the film is saying, but for you at home to understand this, here's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The high concept is doesn't make sense. It does. It absolutely. It does not make sense. I couldn't enjoy the film because I was like, "You put your hurt in my brain." What's the message? I think you can enjoy the film because it's very badly made. And there's also that. Yeah, but um, made by an Academy Award-winning director. You know, who made it? The guy who made Green Book. (gasps) Oh. What is the film Mm -hmm. that means the most to you? Not necessarily because the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing Uh. it will always make you remember it. First date, that sort of thing. Okay, I had an answer for this. Yeah. So what, my original, when I saw this, I was like, it was with the film Wimbledon. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a good answer. It was just because I think what I saw happened? it near, everyone treated it like it was a real tennis match. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I love it when there's references to places I know. Like when I watched, um, I watched, uh, 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 I watched the Chronicles of Narnia in um, High Barnet. In Narnia. <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> I watched Chronicles of Narnia and Narnia and they went okay, mad for it. Mr. Tumnus was like clapping his hooves, clapping You're his like, hands. We're here. We're all here. But then uh, there's a bit where... Aslan, it's you. You're on. <laughs> Anna Popperwell goes, we're not heroes, we're from Finchley. And everyone at the stadium was like, ah! <laughs> we weren't even in Finchley, we were in High Barnet, which is near Finchley. It's pretty near. It's pretty near, but it's not Finchley, but they were no. like, pride. I think one of the films that has a lot of meaning to me, which I'm like, I get this film, I understand this film. Yeah. Was but where because of where I watched it was I watched it in Paris, but I was watching it for the second time. The first time I watched it, I watched it at the cinema with my friend Sophie. We have got the same name. Well, how do you cope? We were best friends. We watched the film together, and then I watched it again in Paris mm-hmm. with a man who had later become my boyfriend <gasps> and a woman who was then and now an enemy ah. uh, who was trying to seduce the man that would later become. My boyfriend. And I was like, oh, the first time I watched this film, we were sitting in like three. Mm. So she was in the middle, preventing us from being near each other, trying to get close to him. I might have come in slightly late from being out, living my lovely Parisian life. Sat down and was like, oh, this film is so sad. I didn't really realise how sad it was the first time I watched it. And I mean, I'll just use his name. James was like, what did she say to Bitch Girl? Yeah. And Bitch Girl was like, oh, she's just saying the first time she watched this, she was too immature to really, like, understand it. Wow. Genuinely. That was the translation. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. She was out to get James. She was really she out to... She knew you were trouble. She knew I was trouble when I walked in. And what was the film? Eternal Sunshine. Did you say that? Yes. Oh, I, I thought, think so. I thought you had that off as a reveal. The film is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Maybe I didn't say it, but it was Eternal Sunshine. But you Sunshine. thought it. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it real hard. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. Yeah. So what happened next? How, how long did it take to defeat this evil woman? She was living with us in our sort of... We were living in like eight... What were you doing in Paris? 
I was finding myself. Okay. I was uh, working mm-hmm. as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Wow. But also I was teaching English as a foreign language wow. to some kids that wanted to be stained glass experts and firefighters. They didn't want to be. It was just a vocational school in which those are the two options, be a firefighter or, or do stained glass. And they were like, we're never going to have to speak English. And I was like, you're right. But we but must. While we're here. We must. In the nine hours I work a week. While for here, 800 euros a month. Let's work out something clever to say about eternal sunshine for when I get home. Yeah. So, so I don't seem so bloody immature. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> How long does it take you to get to... Did James ever get together with the evil woman? Yes, on my uh, birthday. What? Yeah. And yet yet you survived? Yeah. Christ. Nearly four-year relationship. Boom. Still in it? No. 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 Fuck James. He's got a very beautiful girlfriend now. Mm, good luck to him. What is the... Film. Here we go. Sophie Juca. It's the sexiest film of all time, not including the whole. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all I think the film that I thought was the sexiest for a long time was mm. Itu Mama Tambien. Correct. Itu Mama Tambien. Yes, please. E that is a sexy mama ass film. Tambien. E I mean, Itu Mama. Itu Mama. Mexico, Mexico, Mexicali. Mm. Yes, please. Mm. I don't fancy girl Gothia Bernal. Nor do I. And yet, and I'll yet. happily watch him get off with that beautiful woman. Diego Luna, young Diego Luna. He's mm. the prize. Yes. Everyone was like, oh, girl Gothia Bernal. I was like, no, he looks like a foot. That's fine. It's a sexy, talented foot. foot. Yeah. But Diego Luna is like, he's like a little scruffy dog puppy. The bit, not the bit when they're wanking on the, by the pool. This bit where they wank yeah, on yeah. surfboards. No, jump boards, diving boards. Mm. But the threesome with that hot lady. Mm. And then she's like, actually, what you guys want to do is kiss. I was like, oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. So sexy. Fucking sexy. I love men. Great film. Great film. You love men, did you say? I love men being vulnerable and kissing each other. Okay. But I don't watch any gay porn, and maybe I should. I really do try not to bring stuff back to pornography, but I think pornography is, like, a good extension of cinema. I'm trying to make it intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just, I've just made a lot of porn, and I think about it when I think... Because it's, like, very filmic. Mm. Like, the sets, it's all kind of cartoonified. That's so interesting that you, like, uh, men being vulnerable and kissing, and I wonder... I, I, I am afraid my knowledge of gay porn is, is zero, mm-hmm. but I wonder if there is a vulnerable men kissing... I don't I haven't watched enough in it. See, I think I've tried to watch one, and mm. it was one kind of neutral man and one kind of very fey, bottomy, feminine mm. man. And I think it was a romantic oh, one. That's nice. Yeah, it was tender, but still on vag vag terms, quite quite intense. Have you done that to a vag? Right. I mean, people aren't necessarily gentle, gentle with gentle with genit- gentle with genitals in porn. No, it doesn't seem that way, does it? No. Hmm. Seems like they don't show them enough love. No. You need to go for the the. <laughs> I don't know why I would say this. I was going to say you need to go for the pus- the pussy licking tubes. Pussy so they've got tubes. all the, they've got all these tubes. There's a there's what's that called for her tube, mm-hmm. and it's like. Uh, XXL breast tube, anal tube, pussy licking tube. Pussy mm. licking is a whole category. Yeah. And I feel like if there's some pussy licking, especially in straight porn, then it's sort of like, it's it's all bad. It's a romantic one where there's a little bit of pussy licking. Yeah. And then, that's, yeah, that's a little bit of romance. Yeah, up a little top. bit of romance. <laughs> up top, up, 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 down there. Of and, course, that's yeah. where I've been going wrong. Yeah, you're just licking. <laughs> is this up top? Is this, your, is this the pussy? Is this where it's meant to be? Just what's, licking their mouth. The pussy licking too? Pussy, do you call this the pussy? What's happening? What's happening? You're, you're enjoying it, but why? Yeah. Um, interesting. What is... Here we go. Subcategory. Not shy to ask you this. Troubling boners, worrying why don'ts. Film that you found arousing, but you weren't sure you should. I don't know what it's called, but okay. I can give you two answers. The film I found arousing and I thought I probably shouldn't have was like a... Uh, I was going to say historical, mm. a biblical film. Yeah. Um, I think it was Old Testament. Right. Uh, and I might have been to do with Moses. Mm. The Ten uh, Commandments. Maybe with the Ten Commandments. Or someone with a wife. But Moses didn't have a wife at this point. 
didn't he? Did he? It was in the desert, burning bush. Yeah. He did have a wife. And... Uh, the Ten Commandments, I believe. Old, you're, old you're right, one. you're right, you're, it is, yeah. It's Old Testament. It's old Testament. So Charlton Heston. Yeah. Big old beard, burning bush, seas part. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the film is, I just remember watching it mm. on my mum's bed and the little TV that she had in her room. Yeah. And I remember, like, everything was really saturated. Mm. Yeah. And actually, I mean, but I remember feeling like I needed to pee. Right. And I was looking at, I think I was obsessed with The Kiss, and again, now I like when I you look back, I'm like, I don't know what's gay, mm. but I remember looking at the woman. I remember her lips were very red. Mm. It was like this big. I don't know why she's in the desert. She's wearing full red lipstick. Keep them, keep them moist. Keep them moist. Dry, and I was just like, oh, I need to pee. That's sexy. Mm. Someone needs to kiss those lips. Oh, so I thought you would have thought needing to pee was sexy. I need mm, to pee. I need that's to pee. Sexy. I need to see when I walked in. Yeah. I've got rid of that now. I'm professional. Uh, uh, also, what's the second answer? Uh, Spy Kids. Antonio Banderas is yep. my first crush. Why is that dodgy? Oh, no, that, I don't know. It's a he's children's a film. Man. Yeah, but it's a fine. handsome adult I also, man. One of them was also secretary, but we're not allowed to mention that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can mention it. I can mention it. I like secretary. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> you're not really meant to like and I think it's also charged, if we go back to the 12 Years a, mm. 12 years a Slave, Fifty Shades of Grey, it's quite weird for, I think if you are, I don't know, I think if you're, I think if you're a black woman, straight up, it's quite weird to think about like dominant and submissive mm. positions, uh, sexual stuff. And for someone to be told like, you're getting beaten, but you like it, mm. is sort of a weird thing to go down. Mm. I guess for anyone who's submissive, whether they're, a man or woman or whatever gender, it's just like, is this okay? Am I okay with this? Is something wrong with me because I like this? It's the kind of film that changed lots of people's thinking about what they were allowed to want, I think. I, I think that is totally legit. However, I think the feeling of, uh, is it okay to like this, applies to all sex. All sex, yeah. <laughs> because it's all, if you if you're not in a sexual state of mind and you think about, what it is that you do and you like, it's all fucking weird, isn't it? That's weird. What is going on? Yes. Is it okay? <laughs> I don't know if any of it is okay. I was, um... What's going on? I, I do a little, like, ooh, I called someone, ugh. I mean, I don't find it gross. I mm. found it, like, being, calling someone mm. or being called a good girl. Oh, Robin Thicke. Oh, no. no, but it's sex. It's, but you like it. Being but naughty. Oh, but I hate it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, listen. It's a lot going on. I've been trying to stand up, but I, I'm not into. And I, to be fair, it doesn't happen a lot in my life, but I've seen it in films. Being called daddy, I think. Oh, I. You I like love it? to be called daddy. Would you? Yeah, I would never call. I don't want to be thinking about parenting while we're having sex. No. I think it's weird if you have kids and your partner mm, calls, you daddy. calls you daddy and you are a daddy. It's like, mm. no. Who's your, also, who's your daddy? Like, who, I mean, if you don't know. Yeah, he left. That's why I'm doing yeah, this. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not get into it now. <laughs> I'm have sex. I'm trying to have sex. Please don't bring up my father. <laughs> I'm trying to like lose myself with this, not worry about where I'm from. Yeah. What is the objectively greatest film of all time? Okay, yeah, all about Eve. Oh, wow. Not been mentioned once in the entire history of the podcast. I got given it as a gift. Mm -hmm. And I was like, from my friend Shanna, who loves films. And I was like... Shout out to Shanna. I'm not going to watch this. Mm -hmm. What is this film? I'm yeah. not, I didn't watch it for like four years. I got given a DVD of it. I was like... <laughs> This is a fun, this looks boring. It's an old film. We like you got this out of a bin at a garage because yeah. you hadn't got me anything. This is this right. is terrible. And then one day, after watching literally everything, I was like, maybe I'll stick on this film. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's just a perfect, mm. great film. Um, and my my um my mum and my brother um. Yeah found it and were like what's this but there's nothing to watch and then they watched it and they were like this is a this is a fantastic film yeah yeah i think it's so it's just well, well, well listen know all about eve no showgirls 
True. And for that, I'll always be grateful. Do you not like All About Eve? I love All About Eve. Okay, because you were just like, thank you for giving us Showgirls All About Eve, the one good thing you ever did. (laughs) I Um, I mean, if it couldn't get any better, it also gave us Showgirls. What's the... Great answer, never come up. What uh, film could you or have you watched the most over and over again? Oh, okay, so... One film I watch over and over again is Muppet Christmas Carol, but that is time Correct. specific. Okay. Time specific. Watch over and over again. Can't go Christmas where I don't watch that film. It's a phenomenal yeah. film. It's so rich. It's so beautiful. Perfect. It's, it is objectively the greatest film. It is. The, I didn't want to say it for the, because it was like, it's a Christmas film. Can a Christmas film be the greatest film of all time? Yeah. Have you seen Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah, I have. It's right. the greatest film of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry all about Eve. Back in the back in the box, bo- but what? Oh my god, it is so good! And I didn't watch Treasure Island mm-hmm. when I was young, and people were like this is also good. I was like, yeah. okay, I'll watch it. It is a, it's not a, it's not it's as not good as, a film. And no. Anyway, it is a perfect. Obviously, the story is like yeah. great. The like humor is fantastic. I hate it when people chop the song out of it. Yeah, the love is gone because it needs that. Mm. It's just so specific it's such a specific film mm-hmm. and michael kane is like acting his goddamn heart out greatest performance he's ever done surrounded by bits of felt there's a bit where i always start crying mm-hmm. when he's looking through the window at the, yeah. the the cratchit family and then like they're all going to eat and then like uh tiny tim is like thank you thank you and then he tries to like get over he starts coughing yeah. and he can't because he's just so like he can't and he just has a little coughing fit and mm. um, on the chair because of the exertion of trying to the exertion of trying to get to the goose and then Mike cuts on Michael Caine and the ghost of Christmas mm. present at the window and Michael Caine just goes a remarkable child what yeah. <laughs> it is amazing I was um, laughing so hard at that about three Christmases ago and drinking whiskey and then I just suddenly started sobbing that's probably one of the things I repressed is sobbing so much yeah Muppet Christmas Carol wonderful Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I've talked about it too much, so I won't go into okay. more detail. But yeah, I think the listeners know how I feel. It's great. And you are so far the new best guest. Yes! Uh, what is the film that made you laugh the most? Mm. You're in comedy. You're an award nominee. What's the, what made you laugh the most? Oh, okay, I'm just trying to think if it's true. I loved Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. Yeah. I really, really loved it. Yeah, I love Gay Perry. I love, um, I just think like it's particular weird sense of humour and specific universe. And it's just like, um, I like, I hope you don't feel badly. Like just, it feels so sitcom-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he does like Russian roulette and gets it wrong. And he's like, it's like a one in five chance. He's like, who taught you math? It's amazing. It's just so... Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Shane good. Black. Yeah. I just love. I just enjoy it so much. Oh God, what a good film! I need to go back and watch that. Even Shannon Sossaman cannot ruin. Can't ruin it. That film. That is such a good point. I great. I I very much enjoy Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. I like it more than I like the Nice Guys. Not seen it. Should I see it? That's his next film, Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, people like the Nice Guys. Mm-hmm. I like it less, if I may. Yeah, bit well. too, uh, bit too violent for mm. my taste, mm. but that's me. But I do love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I think well, you've got like a genre as well, and you got yeah. just oh, ah, oh. Pre Iron Man, Robert yes, De Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, pre Iron Man, Robert De Niro, Irishman's Robert De Niro. Yeah, CGI himself into Robert Downey Jr. I just felt like no one had watched it when I watched it. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But I was like, this is the oh, funniest yeah, film. That's great. What is we don't have to be negative, we'll do it quick. What's the worst film you ever saw? Jeepers Creepers. Okay. Or the one I walked out of. Yeah. Well, my mum was like, let's walk out. She has no quality, she has no quality control. She yeah. has no bar. We were like, this is fun with Dick and Jane. Oh, we really? went to the cinema to see it. I think we walked, that's the only film that my mum's ever been like. Charlie Only and Jim Carrey? Yeah. Robin Banks? Yeah. I've not seen it. It's, I mean, I was just, I was just baffled by it and felt no connection at all to the film. Right. That's why we left. But Jeepers Creepers, I just couldn't believe. But I guess in the campness of it, it's that's it's met. Maybe it's Jeepers Creepers too. I don't know. It's Jeepers Creepers. Well, Jeepers Creepers is made by a paedophile, so well done you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I hate. Sophie Duker, you've been a wonderful guest. Genuinely, probably 
probably top five. Amazing. I'd say top three. But, oh, people but then people will, yeah. People will be like, hang on a second, I was one of four. Yeah. 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 I say top, top five. five. Top five. But when you were eating one of your bananas that you just, because you're not picky when it comes to fruit, picked up a banana, you didn't know it was a cruise banana, it recently come back from somewhere, it had an elderly lady's non-specific, non-named disease, could have been clammy hands was the first symptom oh. that she'd had. Oh. You were eating a banana in it, it was a brown bit, you went, I don't mind a brown bit, mm-hmm. it was quite solid, you were like, I don't mind a brown bit, and you ate it. And then quite slowly you began, your faculties began to shut down, like mm-hmm. a pop song at the end of Empire Records just fading out yeah. to credits. And you lost your sight and your your saddest thing of all, you lost the sound. But none of it mattered to you because it happened so gradually, you didn't even notice it. And you were just walking through the streets of London uh, uh, near Finchley, but it was high by it, and mm-hmm. you collapsed dead. Yeah. And I came looking for you. And I you looked would. in Narnia, you weren't there. <laughs> I looked in Finchley. So I can say, she said Finchley. I'm like, was she not there? And I got to high by it, and there you were. And you've been left on the ground for so long because people are horrible and just walked around you. And you'd started growing stuff on top of you, like moss. You had a bit yeah. of a tree coming out of you, yeah, all yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to get an industrial digger. Churned up the pavement. I've taken the whole of you out, but it's brought some tree with it, some road, some pavement. I've got a coffin. The coffin I got was your size, but now there's more of you than I planned for. So I'm having to stuff you in. I have to cut off one of your legs, stuff it in a different angle, put everything. I get you in the coffin. It's absolutely ramoed in there. <laughs> and there is only room. There's no room, really, but there's just enough room to slide one DVD down the side of the coffin. And you can take that DVD onto the other side. On the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone when it's your movie night? Uh, okay. I Can it be one different? Yes. Okay. Better if it is. I'm going to take the film Superstar, starring Mary Catherine Gallagher, who I think is a character. Okay. It is a film made by an American comedian. Yes. Who I think has a character called Mary Catherine Gallagher. I'm pretty sure that's not her name because that's her name in the show. And it's a DVD. I don't know how I found. My dad always used to have... He got into DVDs before everyone else because he worked in Asia and he used to bring them back in like a big sack and there'd be loads of films. And I picked up this film. Yeah. Mary Catherine Gallagher, it's a superstar on the front. Yes. And it's a woman with like a short bob, like Thora Birch, Thora Birch haircut. She's playing a schoolgirl, but I think she's probably like in her late 20s, early 30s. And she's got her hands folded across her chest with her fingers stuck in her armpits. And it is just nuts. It's just great. It's like a low-budget, stupid film where someone is playing not what they should be playing and I want everyone in the art to see it. God, people are going to love you out there. Yeah. Well, so, and someone else love me and girls. Yeah. And, and one day someone will bring all about Eve. Mm. And there's definitely enough Muppet Christmas carols out there. Mm. What do people need to look out for before we say goodnight? From me? Of you. Of me. They need to come to my show, Wacky Racists, which is not an actual show for actually wacky, actual <laughs> racists. It's not for quirky quite bigots. A, quite a confusing title when you, the title is Don't For People Not To Come, if I may. I, me, as a wacky racist, <laughs> had bought tickets, and now I'm like, oh, yeah. but I'm not... I'm the only person not invited. Yeah. I mean, racists can come. Racists can come. You. I usually have an amnesty in the first five minutes where I'm like, if you have misunderstood the title of this night, someone <laughs> thought it was a racist night when we used to be in a pub, that it was a sort of oh gathering meeting group. Um, but it's just a great comedy night. Uh, a lot of comedians of colour. So if you don't like that, that will piss you off. Mm. Basically, just that is, super. That is quite off-putting. Go on. What yeah. else? What else uh, there's sometimes real. Uh, last show, we had an amazing drag king called Trinidad and Two Gay, though. <laughs> they uh, fucked a mango on stage, um, which I think that's such a good title. Trinidad and two gay though. We got drag. That's we got so good. Thank you. We got a house band, a one man white man house band. Yeah, yeah. They play uh, problematic tunes. They're called the Tone Deafs. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. No, well, all right. I will come. Yeah, we play silly games, and yeah, we're not always in London. The monthly nights in London, but we do stuff all around at festivals and stuff. They should come and check that out. Yeah. Wacky Comedy Club. Okay. Because you can't put racists in a handle because people think you're organising. Are you still doing uh, Venus? 
Uh, there will be, I don't know when this comes out, but no, Venus no. will probably have one more date in April on the South Bank. And it is a big Ooh. old room and I will never do the show again and I will never, ever film it. Come and so, see a moldy old banana in a big old room. See some, come and see some <laughs> certified bread <laughs> in a big room on the South Bank. If you're in London in April, it will be amazing. We're all going to dance on top of the record store afterwards. Oh, I love it. Sophie Duke, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Now... It took us a long time to make this happen, but I tell you what, it's bloody worth it. Thank you. Thank you. I will now rest in peace. Have a lovely life, death. So that was episode 87. Get your tickets for the live show March 29th at 2pm in Birmingham as part of Podfest. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 50 minutes of chat and a secret from Sophie. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. If you have a look, people have been doing it, stories are beautiful, I love it. Plus, helps numbers, means more people see it, I can keep making it more and can keep drinking craft beer. We can all be happy forever and ever until we all die. Thank you so much to Sophie for doing the show and for being so brilliant. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it, to Acast for hosting it, to Adam Richardson for the graphics, to Lisa Lydon for the artwork. Come join me next week for another amazing guest i haven't decided which one i'm putting out next so it'll be a surprise but whoever it is you know it'll be brilliant so that's it so in the meantime have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.